When I went to elementary school, and and you know, I, I think a lot of people experience this too. I don't know if they still do this. I don't know if this is like a practice that still happens, but I would always have to share my summer vacation stories. So there would be this session, and maybe that's just in like suburban schools where people can people can share their vacation stories. Um, because vacation really is a first world issue, at least as far as I'm concerned, like it indicates first and foremost that there's privilege involved. And I don't mean that negatively. I'm just saying vacation means that you have some discretionary income as a family and that you're using that for an experience. Even if the vacation's small, uh, you know, you have the luxury to be able to say, I'm leaving this place. We're paying for money for a plane, train, automobile, gas, whatever, and we are going to another place, and we're going to continue to pay money for that. And so, for me, vacation is has is kind of a loaded thing. And when you talk about how you know crappy a vacation is, to me, it's also kind of funny as well because it's like you realize that you're able to go on a vacation, right? And maybe this is just my background. Um, I remember having to get up in front of my classes and tell them about my summer vacations. Now. I didn't have a ton of summer vacations only because, you know, my mom was fit that stereotype. My mom was the single working mother, public school teacher. I mean, I'm that guy, I'm that family that experienced that stereotype that you hear all the time that politicians will run with all the time to get votes, you know, single mother working folks, you know, trying to get out there. Uh, and you know, we're going to help those people, but it's a stereotype for a reason because there's a lot of people like that. There's a lot of families like that. And women, unfortunately carry the burden. Um, and many, of them do it very well. Uh, the majority of mothers that I've met uh, who have kids do amazing work and bust their ass just to provide for their children. And my mom was no different. My mom tried to give us things and tried to provide things like vacations on a, on a public school teacher's budget. It wasn't a lot. And we were luckier than most people, and I've been luckier than most people on this earth in my entire life. And and yet still I had to get up in front of this class and talk about my vacation. And I did so proudly. I was really fired up because one of the first vacations that we went on was to the Comfort Inn Hotel on Route 18 where I grew up in Medina, Ohio. And you have to understand, I was dead serious when I talked about how excited I was about this vacation. I did not have a context of what other vacations were like. But for me, it was a really awesome vacation. I'm sorry. I had a great fucking time. I'm going to tell you why. First of all, my mom was kind of a hippie when we grew up. We had, you know, it was everything was organic. She was doing organic before it was organic. She was doing green before it was green. We were doing a little collective far farming on the outside. We were doing PBS 24 hours a day, LeVar Burton. Um, that's it, you know, reading Rainbow. The dude, I don't know if this was on PBS, but the guy who wore the entire body suit, Mr. Goodbody, I think his name was, the anatomy suit with the jerry curl, he's running around. That's the programming I had. I was not allowed to watch G.I. Joe. I was not allowed to even talk about guns or carry a gun. I was allowed to watch Silverhawks and Thunderhawks because they used sword and they used it for justice, but even then there was violence. So that was a sort of perspective that I grew up in. And we didn't have, you know, we didn't use fried foods and I wasn't allowed to have dyes in my drink and Kool-Aid and all this shit. I had real cranberry juice, the shit that like destroys your kidneys because it's so good. It's so pure. Um, the candy that's made with like natural sugars that doesn't even taste sweet. And you're like, what's going on here? But that was my upbringing. That was my mom. So we didn't have air conditioning in my house. My mom, and this was on purpose, not because she couldn't afford, we just didn't use it. 
We didn't use air conditioning. It's summertime in Ohio. It's really hot. Didn't use air conditioning. And so for me, going to the, the Comfort Inn was a vacation because they had air conditioning. Amazing air conditioning units. You could just lay there and just cool the entire room when it's like 94 degrees. They had a pool, an indoor pool. It was amazing. And it wasn't the public pool that I was used to going to. You know the public pools. You show up. People are fighting in lines, cutting in front of each other. Remember, people were attacking each other. Kids were getting in fights. All the kids from different side of town. There was one kid roundhousing another kid in the face. Then you get into the pool. It's a fucking disaster. You got the little turds floating around in the pool in the filter. And you're like, what is going on here? It's a horrific experience at the public pool. This seemed like luxury in the comfort inn. This was amazing. No floating turds for the most part. Air conditioning. It was clean. They had people cleaning it. They employed people who cleaned your room for you. You didn't even have to make your own bed. If you were respectful, maybe you would, but fuck it. They'll come in and clean. This was like living like a king as far as I'm concerned. They had breakfast downstairs that you didn't have to make yourself or or you didn't have to like process from the ground up. Like my you know my mom had a garden so we had to wash the vegetables and all this kind of stuff. That had that was great and that had amazing meaning to it. But man, it was really nice for someone to make you breakfast and to, and to have that ready for you. So for me going to a hotel going to the Comfort Inn really was that. It was comfortable and that was nice. And so when I shared this in front of my class, I was fired up. I was fired up when I told everybody about this. But then I sat down and I noticed some people were laughing at me when I was giving this presentation, talking about people were kind of laughing and sort of like I was like the dirty kid. And I sort of was. My family was from Cleveland and we moved down to Medina. Medina kind of turned into a yuppie town. A lot of money came down. It used to be a farm town. A lot of folks came down and started building big houses and voting Republican and got weird. But it's a really nice town. It's very clean. It's very well kept. But there's also an attitude that goes with that too. And I didn't have the kind of things that a lot of the people there had. And, you know, my mom tried to hide it and the hand-me-down clothes and all that kind of stuff. But comparative to the people I was going to school with, they had different experiences. And when they got in front of the class, they told about their trips to Guam. These motherfuckers went to Guam and Paris and Tokyo and New York City and traveled on planes and rode first class and took taxi cabs and Mercedes-Benz vans Went to Disney World. I've never been to Disney World. Disneyland had all kinds of cotton candy. It was like an orgy for children. These people went on these vacations. I never heard of things like that. I saw them. I heard about them. I read about it in books. Never happened to me. But was always so interesting, though, about some of these kids. I, not, not all of them, but, but a lot of these kids was so interesting. They didn't seem like they appreciated it. Because it was normal to them. Trip to Tokyo, huh? Trip to Guam in first class, Guam Schwam. Where's my filet mignon? It seemed like they were numb to it when they presented, or they were bored by it. They were bored. I think sometimes you have access to so much stuff, or we're part of a privileged society, an industrial society, when you have access to so much stuff, and when you, when you, when you consume it all, or when you. When things aren't limited, or when you try to provide so much stuff for your kids, they become numb to it. You don't appreciate it. 
And so while, yeah, my mom didn't take me to Paris or to Guam or to Tokyo, I have to thank my mom right now because she taught me to value stuff, value the small things, value running water, value air conditioning and hot showers. And, air, and, and when you turn your car on, power windows, value these things that are conveniences. I mean, every day living in America... If you got a little bit of something, if you have a little extra, for a lot of people it's not, but every day in America and a lot of the suburbs is a fucking vacation. We all should be sat in front of our classes talking about how amazing our experiences are. Having cars and having running water and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, everything's in perspective. And holy shit, we have a ton of problems here. We have a ton of societal problems, income inequality. I know this. It's the basis of a lot of my work and the things I talk about. But when it comes to valuing stuff, man, I got to thank my mom for teaching me that. It was a lesson. It was a lesson I learned. I didn't have to go to college to learn that. I went to the Comfort Inn on Route 18 in Medina. And that taught me something I'll, I'll remember for the rest of my life. <laughs>